This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer! Richard! How are you? I'm doing great now that I'm at my office. (laughs) Oh, that's very good. Now that you're somewhere on the planet in cyberspace, I mean, how crazy is this? How many years have we been doing this? 20? At least. It feels like 20,000 years. I brought my loot. That's not quite the introduction, but I don't know how to play it on this thing yet, but I will. Yes, welcome to Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Whether whether it's your first time or last time. Yeah, that's right. Whether it's your first time on our podcast or the last time, we welcome you. Well, uh, I have had a couple of questions uh, from our fans out there in the cyberspace asking about process. And, you know, I do get questions about reaching out to you and saying, you know, would you talk to my Uncle Pete or my Aunt Betty? And I, of course, you know what I say. I always go, look, we're all mediums. Jennifer just happens to be better skilled at it than the rest of us. So if you get a chance, just try to do it on your own. But if they're insistent, where should I send them to? JenniferShafer.com. JenniferShafer.com. Um, hold on. Hold on means there's an incoming message. Is what that means for members of our audience tuning in. I'm looking to see if if I mean if it's somebody that if you have a name of who this person is, the first name and the first and who it's who it you know belongs to. Like when I have big audiences and I want to read everybody, I'm like, who do you want to talk to or what do you want to know? And so I'm just wondering. No, I know. And we've done that. We've had people sending us a name. and It doesn't do it justice for them to just have this on air because they might not even know. Like, I don't know. Just Well, there's also that other issue, which is, uh, you know, getting information that's on a personal nature and you're not quite sure how much of it, you know, they really want to hear or... Right. No, and so what I tried, I was saying to this uh, to someone today, which is that she she had spoken to a medium, and the medium had said some very specific things to to her husband, but then there was a whole bunch of stuff that didn't sound right. Like, like she said, the, her husband was saying, "So how are the kids doing?" Like he has no idea, and I was trying to point out, and correct me if I'm wrong, mediums will sometimes see an image and then translate it, like you know, let's say. Right. She sees an image of children, and then she assumes that that's the question. How are the kids right. doing? Right, but I would never ask that question. I would say, okay, he's sharing with me that there's children. Yes. Okay. Then they would tell me what's going on. It's right. very they don't. Right, and I just, I, I suggested it unless was possible. Unless there's something crazy, and then, you know, and he's making a joke about it, that could be it too, but. Well, there's that, and so, the, but the idea is to ask him, "Why are you showing her an image of the children? Is there right. a specific thing you want to impart?" And might be, "Well, I'm always with them," or you know, something like that. So right. it's that thing of the fear that people have of asking questions when they're talking to a medium. Right. Um, well, what's interesting is that everybody that listens to our podcast or listens to your books, they come with questions because we've asked them to. Yeah. So they're like, can you ask him this question? And it's, you know, a lot of times, who is there to greet my dad? Which I love. 
you know. Well, you know, and it's a question that you can't possibly know the answer to. You could guess that maybe so and so would be there, but when they give you a description of somebody, and a lot of times it's startling what they say. You know, I was met by my dog, and then you get an yeah. image of the dog, and then the people realize, I mean, you know. I feel like animals are there, are always there first, almost like they just. You know, and if your parents didn't have a pet, so be it. But they've had pets throughout their lifetimes, regardless. I'm not going yeah. to out, but they pets are just wonderful. And we've even asked that question because they'll say, oh, I was met by a dog. And then, you know, somebody will say, well, my father didn't have a dog. And then I'll say, well, hang on. Is this dog from this lifetime or from another lifetime? Or did you lose your dog that he has now? Oh, yeah, that's right. Very that, good. That actually happens a lot. They're like, oh, my gosh, I did just lose my dog. Yeah. My no, and I, I just happened to run across a, a session we did some years ago with uh, Bob Shea's an old friend, and he's a studio executive who created New Line Cinema, and he lost his dog. And I remember it was a very tragic uh, event for him, but we did a session where we accessed the dog who had been lost, and you went into great detail about what happened. Um, I love this because it's always like the first time I've ever heard it. <laughs> right, yeah, right. And I know I sent it to him, and it because he's not as uh, you know well versed as we are in this topic, it was went right over his head. Just quite didn't quite access it. But I mean, that is something that people can do with you, which is right. to, and and I even encourage people to do it as a test. You know, the dog's name. The dog's name <laughs> is Sam, and now you say. And I've done this with Jennifer. I work with, okay, but I work with things, though. So I know, I that's asking. what I'm saying. So you have a name. I mean, if it's Fido, it's a little more difficult. But if the dog's name is Sam, and you call Jennifer up, and you have an appointment with her, and you just say, look, I'd like to talk to Sam, if it's possible. And Jennifer, more often than not, will say, is Sam about the size of a shoebox? Or right. I'm getting, like, a lot of fur, you know. And so she does that all the time. And, and sometimes she'll even say, I don't. You know, I feel bad asking you this, but is Sam a dog? You know, and and the person will go, oh, my gosh, yeah, that is true. So anyway, it is that thing of try to be open to, to the possibility. Try to be open to the possibility that our animals who loved us dearly are able to access us either in dreams or some other fashion. And that now opens the door to our moderator on the flip side, our friend Luana Andrews, who has moderated our classes often and helps us access people on the other side. And there, Jennifer's much information we shared today is, should we talk to Lou? Um, so Luana, you're outside of time. You have access to all kinds of information during the week, during the day, whatever it is. What do you want to bring to talk about, or is there someone on your list that needs to chat with somebody here? Ooh, I just got shown a lot of things. I got shown her lifting up a child, even. Like, so let me, and then I saw James Dean. So let me, and then I saw a couple other people. Interesting. Hmm. Well, who's the child? Let's give her. Let's go in linear order. Who's the child that you want us to talk about? Is that somebody on the flip side or is that somebody on this side? She's talking about just in children in general, how in general, how much they need us. And I just need to figure out what Does she it, mean need us humans or need the people on the flip side to help out? Um, 
uh, need people on the flip side to help out. Okay, very good, which is an unusual sentence. And so, Luana, I'm clearly not thinking of children. Or... <laughs> well, Luana, we've you know we've talked about this in the past, and especially because children, some children don't have the same filters that other people do up until about the age of eight, and some mediums like Jennifer don't have those filters. But up until the age of eight, they may see grandma, grandpa. I know our kids have done that. So the question to you, Lou, is what do you mean by they do do the children need that help from people on the other side or is it just a natural byproduct of the process they get the help they're open to the help they're already trying to get it maybe not in a maybe not on a conscious level but they're already trying to get um okay hold on why they are the way they are why they feel isolated or why they feel why it could even be why they feel loved or why they are attracted to certain things in life. They I just, think, yeah. Children more open to, it's interesting because then I just got shown religion, how our parents took us to church to try to, to get us to do that, to get us to open up, in my opinion, um, the way I was raised, to get us to open up to something, something bigger than us. Right. And what I feel if I'm interpreting this right um, she's saying that the kids are already open. Now it's just figuring out how to harness it or how to uh, allow it. Well, allow it's, it. such an un, it's such an unusual thing to talk about because most parents tuning in for the first time and the last time, you know, to hear somebody say, oh, that that person who was talking to your child, that's a good thing. Whereas we're taught from many religions like don't talk to people who aren't there and what Luana is saying is that they're there for a reason to help is that correct absolutely and so it's that idea of being open to it and so you're tuning in right now you're listening to this podcast and you're saying oh that's funny my child once said you know I see grandpa here or you know your brother came by for a visit and and our reaction might have been what you know fear or whatever and right. but the idea sure. is to encourage that to say oh that's interesting who is that you know what do they want to say i can't tell you how many parents have told me that and but what i've seen throughout the thousands of readings that i've given um has been that children see just like animals see spirit children see spirit until they're taught not to and also, I think just to give them credit for it, I think the filters that we have in our brain that sort of naturally appear around the age of eight, it's when the skull hardens. So that's I what did. the doctors say. And that's, you know, I was actually having a sidebar. I'm like, oh, that's why the Mormons, they say you're of age at eight. And so you're able to get baptized. Right. So, well, and maybe that's, uh, maybe it's related to this, like closing off this information. And look, the reason the filters are there, if you read Dr. Grayson's book after, he says it's the filters block information that's not conducive to survival. That's just a natural thing, byproduct. And so if we walked around all the time being aware of previous lifetimes or the barista who's pouring us coffee, poisoned us, you know, in the fourth century with that bad pizza in Rome or whatever, you know, too much information if you walked around being aware of all this stuff, you really have to narrow it down so you can survive, let's just say. And, and of course, that can cause you to make errors if you're following, 
you know, somebody who's no longer on the planet tell you like, you know, go this way. You see what I'm saying? So I, I understand why the filters are in place. However, mediums generally appear to not have them and hypnotherapy and meditation allow us to bypass them. And I wanted, okay, just let me. Go ahead. The purpose of this is to help children, but allow them a space to talk about it. Allow them the space to express themselves. It, I mean, it's disconcerting for some. I mean, I, I've told the story. I mentioned it in one of my books, the New York police detective whose daughter, who was eight, was seeing his partner who had died 10 years earlier. And it was freaking him out. Like, what does that mean? And I said, well, is it so bad that the guy that you loved, which is what he said, is keeping an eye on your daughter while you're at work? And he said, well, not when you put it that way. The idea that they're trying to keep an eye on us trying to help us and you allow that it's possible so how do you block or how do we luana let's ask lou how do we uh negate or water down these ideas that fear of like demons and devils and evil she demons? just said thank you it was so funny because she gives me the answers before you ask the questions so she was already saying how people get confused, like, where is it coming from? You know, is it going to hurt me? Or so she's asking me, she told me, she's like, give your experience where I had to go through this because I have talked to people that have been murdered. And, you know, I've, I've been leery about the people that have done that to them. And sometimes they've already been, you know, they got up. My point is, she's saying nobody like that, nothing can come in and do that with your energy. It just doesn't happen. The energy has to match. It's not gonna match. We're not that much fun. That being said, you can make an angel, hold on, just wanna make sure I'm getting this right. You can make an angel into a devil if you have fear. Ah, very but good. But it's not true. So just like in our dreams where we project whatever it is that we're going through, like mine's always, I can't pack in time <laughs> for my <laughs> And so I'm constantly going, ah, where is everything? You know, that's not happening, right? But we put faces on people, like you've discussed in dreams. Well, the same thing is we're putting faces and feelings of our fears onto, onto actors as well or onto the real thing as well. Yeah. I had a weird one last night where uh, it was uh, the tail end of like a goofy dream of trying to find a parking spot. I, it's as ridiculous as that sounds. But when I got out of the car, a guy came by, like an employee, and he marked my car to mm -hmm. like like your car's parked here. And he used like a spray thing, like a wash spray wash thing, and uh -huh. he sprayed the back of the car like that's how you know like soap. And he sprayed me while he was doing it. I said, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he went, "This is the same. I'm doing it again." And I realized, oh, I had had a, another dream with this same actor, same height, same thing, and he was the guy who goes around squirts cars. It's like I had had the same actor show up in a completely different dream. So it's that idea of we may cast, as weird as it sounds, we may be the playwright who's casting the dreams. And there are people on the flip side who agree to play these roles. I mean, as weird right. as that sounds. It's just interesting to hear the Wanna say, kids just need us now more than ever to be open, whether we believe in it or not, but to be open in the space so, the, so they don't feel alienated. Well, let me ask Lou that question. Are are you referring to uh, because the veil is thinning, because these things are happening more and more? Or is it just... There is no veil. 
anymore. There is no veil. Okay, the veil is disappeared. Your mind makes up how much of a veil you want. Based okay. Okay, so she's saying based upon your, you know, your tribe, your belief structure, all that takes into account where you are with that or how much you're always connected, she's saying, but your awareness can get shut off by yourself or your fear. Okay, and I'm just asking because you said it, we need to do that more now. And I wondered if, if things were changing or, or if there was a reason for it we need yeah. to do it more right i'm sorry i didn't hear that question correctly so give me a second she says yes because children don't feel like they belong based upon what you know society has projected out there um and even the people that are you know i'm thinking of like people on instagram or facebook or whatever um how they look like they have a great life but really they're internally struggling you know, and then it's, hold on. It's the energy, it's the energy of the planet. So to answer your question, it's the energy that's happening where they don't feel grounded. They don't feel a certain way. And parents, she's showing me then parents reflect that, which makes it even worse. Ah. Even worse. Well, it, and Luana, let me ask you, does that related to like the people coming out of the pandemic? It's that idea of people have, altered their behavior so much and when they're coming out of it they they don't quite know how to behave or is it just the planet itself the energetic it's the perfect chaos she says <laughs> i see so what you're saying is lifting up children to pay attention to what they're saying and feeling because they may be feeling it more and not understanding it or understanding it less and the idea of of being open to uh listening to right. what they have to say and right. i'm sorry james dean did you want to come by to just say hi or was that just I a... I, let me check oh did he die at 33 i don't know i, I don't know is he part of like a 27 club or the 33 club or a lot of well action? what does he want to what does he want to impart i mean he died in 1955 so i don't know hold on but yeah young I know he died young. There's the <laughs> point to him dying young and other actors dying young. Because then I sh then I saw the you know I saw the guy that was on 90210 um, who passed away. Who's on Riverdale? Who passed away? Uh -huh. That also reminded me of James Dean. He used to drive around the Porsche. He's friends with Thomas Howard. Um, I can't think of his name. Everybody else is going to be able to figure out his name, but I can't. <laughs> Um, and, but I mean, what did he want to mention about that? I mean, because of course, when you stop by to talk or chat, what is it the, what do you want to impart to our listeners about that checking off the planet early? He wants to impart not to do that. <laughs> That's what he wants to impart. Um, the real blessing is The real blessing is living through it, not the pain, but and they're talking about the essence, like getting the essence of all the people that you've loved and you've learned from. And like when you leave the planet, there's so much that you take with you from a conscious standpoint um, from this lifetime and all the other lifetimes. But if you cut it short, you don't, you know, you just you miss out on what you could have had. And I know that's conscious. No, yeah, of course. Well, 
And in his case, it's a little unique as we've we've spoken to him about his coming back. That, you know that somebody that uh, that we know he's come back and and living out that life. But but the, I guess what he's trying to say is people are living fast and living hard and overstepping their journey and going kind of loopy. That are you saying to pull it back a little bit, reel it in? No, he's saying to live large but longer. <laughs> okay, very the same good. reason, like, well, I mean, you know, don't and give up that love based upon fighting, or don't like, don't give up on yourself because you had a pity party that you weren't good at something, or like, it's you're evolving, and when you evolve, he's saying there's so much more that can be given to you from the universe. Don't get stuck. And this is, okay, thank you. This is where people are, they're getting stuck off of things. They're getting stuck about, um, they have those loops, you know, where meditation will help, like you we're, said. Okay, that's okay. And what, like what Anthony Bourdain said. So Anthony Bourdain came through and we asked him, like, how how can someone avoid what the what he did? And, and it, as he said a couple of things, he said, I thought I was going to go out on top, but I was badly misinformed because you don't end because you just find yourself on the other side. But he right. also, when asked if he could give some kind of advice on what people should do, he, he mentioned meditation because meditation can cure depression or symptoms of depression. So that idea of as difficult as the world is now to navigate with Loana saying the perfect storm with children, but it's also the perfect storm with everybody coming out of the pandemic. All We're all struggling. Try to learn to meditate, which is med means measure, just measure your thoughts. What was interesting is that she showed me like if, if, to get grounded. And in, when you get grounded and you get centered, you, you put a, like you put an anchor into the planet. Whereas if you're, if you're not grounded or not centered, and when I see centered, I'm saying loving, like loving and kind to yourself, loving and kind to others. When you're off thinking about other people or you're not, you're off center, then you're, you don't have an anchor to pull back on. Right. You know, that connection and right now if there's more hitting you energetically with solar flares and everything else that's happening they can really be out there um and so centering yourself doesn't necessarily have to be in a yoga position and talking to yourself yes. chanting but it could be music be swimming in the car whatever you know doing doing dishes um <laughs> um Doing something that you love centers you because that it's almost like what I'm being shown is that energy of doing something you love. Like she showed me with my work. I love my work. And when I do it, I feel better and I feel more, even though I'm in the Ethereum, my son calls it. Ethereum. ethereum that's a good word. Ethers. I know, right? I say yeah, ethers because good. you're in the Ethereum world. You've made being <laughs> a savant a whole different way, <laughs> like a whole different like you made it into your job. Like it was just funny, but he said Ethereum. I'm like, I kind of like Ethereum. Ethereum, I like that. There's a new <laughs> series. Wait a minute, that's a series. I live, I live in the Ethereum world. But because I do that, my heart rate, my center is different because I'm elevated within myself. Why I do my work? Because I'm passionate about it. Um, and it's it, when you connect that, your pineal gland also expands and you're able to get information from the universe, but you're more connected to it. So Very profound. It's like your heart, your heart opens, and they're showing me being shot up 
And then it's just, it's a tighter, like I'm feeling like more of a, like a sturdier. And like a connection, almost like right. a, a, cord, the, a cord. The way a rope frays when it's not, when it's brittle at the end and then when it's bound together, it becomes super strong. Right. That, that idea of, okay, well, very good. How much more time do I have with you, my dear? Uh, five minutes. Five minutes. Okay, great. We can talk to a lot of people in five minutes. So Luana, is there anybody else that you wanted to talk to us about, or is there any topic that you wanted to bring up? Stop watching the news. <laughs> Turn off the news. Okay, that's good. Off the news. Get fresh air. We don't know how important fresh air is. We do, but we really don't know. There's a reason why all the shows are being made without people being able to have oxygen. It's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. um, do something kind for yourself and others because that's going to it's going to reciprocate like you it's the energy vortex so if you're doing something kind or you're giving or loving it always comes back but don't expect it it's the expecting part because once you have an expectation it's a projection on giving which then cuts you off so um, just so give go ahead keep going sorry and then um <laughs> sing sing what if you don't have a voice? She's <laughs> like, sing a song. I know there's that saying, sing a song. But she means literally sing. And I think it's yeah, because. Using voice, using your voice. Well, you're outside of yourself while you're singing. It's very difficult to be in your head while you're singing, unless you're like listening to the headphones and all this stuff. If you start to sing, you really, it's almost a form of meditation. You're outside your head. You're just thinking of the song. You're not thinking, of, you're not listening to yourself. Otherwise, you'd stop and go, ah. <laughs> Huh. I have to write that down. Okay. Um, you should love who you are no matter what. What if you don't like who you are? Change it. That was the next thing. She's like, change it. Expect people to also love you. Like, try to be a recipient of love. Like, some people have it, you know, it's easy to love someone, but you don't really take in the love that you're given. I'm, right, Lou, I'm just going to throw that in there, which is, and so now you're navigating the planet and you're loving yourself, but what you're finding is resistance everywhere. How do you overcome that? Be an example. You just show me like be an example. Be an example. Of what? Hold on. Of someone who cares about the planet. Well, also be the love that you project. Be the love that you want to be. Right. Start off with love, love. <laughs> Start off with Robin Williams saying love, 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 love. I met a guy the other day. Uh, it was at a coffee shop. And I said, what's your name? And he said his first name. And then his last name is Love. I went, oh, come on. That can't be your name. He was like, yeah, it is. I said, well, it's either a, a tennis score <laughs> or or it's why we're on the planet. <laughs> right. Um, hold on. Oh, that was amazing. So why did we talk about children? She goes, they're going back to school. I think oh. we put that together. She said, we feel an immense amount of anxiety. We feel an immense amount of being lost in the world. And like, I didn't even, of course, I didn't think of that. But that's because I found it interesting. I'm like, children? What? 
That's great. Thank you for asking her that. So lifting up the child yeah. is a, a metaphor for listening to what's going on and being empathetic and having empathy for right. what they're experiencing. Don't and what back. Do not mimic back their anxiety. Know that you're picking up on it and then mimic back, shoot back love. That's so right. And they're, and they're feeling your anxiety. Right. And they're, it's like that loop. So you're feeling anxiety. They're feeling anxious, all kinds of stuff going on. Plus we spent two years in isolation and now we're going back into the world. And so the idea is to open up your heart as much as you can, not only to strangers and people out there in the world, but your own children. Right. And or, if you don't have children, you know, a lot of people that don't have children are teachers and aunts. Like, it doesn't mean you have to physically have your own children. This goes along with people that you know, family that you know, maybe be that opening, you know, that fun aunt or whatever. I'm, well, I'm, or you see somebody with kids and you stop them and say, oh, I think you're doing a great job or or I, I love that uh, your kids are so happy and whatever it is, right. be, just give more of yourself and you'll get more back. I yeah. think that's what we're saying. Okay, Jennifer, I know you got to go. We love you. Thank you, Lou, for stopping by. James Dean, you're always welcome, dude. We know. This is just maybe last year. We are a class, you know. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Let's be loved like, to our children. All right. Why is that so weird? That's so weird. <laughs> Very good. Our professor Lou and our professor Jennifer. Thank you so much for your gifts. And we will. Will I see you next week or the week after? Um. Why do I even know what day it is? Hold on. Uh, I'm going to assume I will see you sometime. You will see me on the 8th, yes. All right, very good. Love, love, okay. and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.